right, good morning, everybody. Hey, y'all looking good this morning. I'm thankful for each and every one of you. It's, uh, it's Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving. I know, I know. Listen, I, I just need your attention for the next, let's say, hour. And uh, I, I know that right now there's a strong call for your attention from turkey and mashed potatoes and sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows on top. Green beans. I know, I know. I, I, you're drooling right now. I'm sorry. I apologize. But listen, I, it is Thanksgiving. And, and I don't know about you, but we got a lot to be thankful for. Come on, somebody. Like, I, I was just thinking, you know, I, I, I'm normally trying to cultivate uh, a culture within my family, myself, and even within this church of, of thankfulness. Uh, because there's a lot of benefits to thankfulness, and, and we're going to talk about those today. But I was just thinking as we were worshiping together, and, and uh, I was thankful for, for people that show up week to week to make sure that we have an amazing time in worship together. Amen. And, uh, you know, Dom uh, switched from playing bass to, to the drums last minute, and, and uh, he did an amazing job. And, and I'm so thankful. You know, I'm just, yeah, come on. If we're going to clap, clap. Let's just decide right now. If we're going to clap, we'll clap. And if we're not going to clap, let's not clap, eh? Because it's always awkward when you're standing here and people are like. <laughs> you know, I make eye contact with you. You make eye contact with me. It's a whole thing. It gets weird. You know, it's uh, But I'm thankful. I'm thank hey, listen, I'm thankful for the church. Come on. Like, listen, like, it's the power of God that changes us. Come on. But oftentimes it comes through the avenue of the church. Come on, it comes through the friendships and, and the relationships that are developed. And the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. And when we get together with like-minded people and we rub up against each other, it's not always the most pleasant of times. It's, it's not always that great when maybe someone calls you out on something. But then I start thinking about it. I said, that person loves me enough. They want to see the best for me that, that they're giving me a warning here. And, and I'm thankful for the word because I realize that this thing right here is my ticket to freedom. Come on. This is my ticket to life, the kind of life that God ordained for us to live. And so I'm thankful for a church that preaches the word and, and does its best to stand on its promises and to declare the goodness of God. We were singing about the goodness of God, and I was thankful for all of that. And I was thankful for the messages and the times of prayer and the moments of worship where we know that we know that God is doing something amazing in our lives. And I can only imagine if he's doing something great in my life, then, then, then he's got to be doing something wonderful in your life. And so I'm thankful this morning, and not just because it's Thanksgiving, although it does bring this wonderful sense of putting our minds on things that we're thankful for. Um, and obviously, we're going to talk about today, uh, I've got a message that I've entitled, The Greatness of Gratitude. Come on, somebody. The greatness of gratitude. And, 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 and what is so great about gratitude? Well, I, I mean, I could do a, a, a thousand-point message for you. We might be here till next Thanksgiving, though. So I've decided to scale it down a bit and maybe just give you a few ideas of why gratitude is so great. And not only why is it so great, but how can we cultivate it in our life to the point where we recognize it just goes from saying something to being something. Because a lot of people say thank you, right? Like we're, we're Canadian, right? We're, we're, we're in Canada. 
And, and we're known, come on, all across this world, we're known for being polite, right? It's our demeanor, and, I, and, and I'm thankful for that. I, I, I've traveled, I've, listen, I've traveled the world. And when people find out that you're Canadian, there's like a, oh, all right, right? It's, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, eh? <laughs> Thank you, eh? Uh, Joe Louis and Pepsi and Poutine, eh? I'm like, yes, that's, that's the French part of Canada. I'm part of that nation, you know? Uh, we do like that stuff. And, 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 and we go through this. But I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for what God has been doing, not only in this church, but, but, but the church globally and, and where he's bringing us to. And it's so exciting. And, and so I want to talk to you about this. And so I thought about this because, you know, thankfulness and gratitude, they go hand in hand, aren't, aren't they? Like they're, they're kind of the same. They're similar, but they're same, same, but different. You know what I'm saying? When I went to Thailand, we went to the market, and they had all these shirts that said same, same, but different. And I never really understood what it meant. I bought one. I wore it. had no clue what it meant. But I just like the saying. But it's same, same, but different. And so Thanksgiving is the act of giving thanks, Right? And so we can say thank you. That's, that's, that's the act of giving thanks. Someone does something nice for you. We're Canadian. What do we say? Come on. Yes, and we do that Canadian nod. You know what the Canadian nod is? We always go, thank you. We do it. Some of you are doing it right now. You just, it's, you know, you see someone walking in the street. Maybe you're not brave enough to say hi verbally, but you do this. You, you nod at them. That's the right thing to do because we're Canadian, and we're thankful. And I'm thankful to be Canadian. Come on. We live in a great nation. And so thanksgiving is the act of giving thanks, but, but gratitude is this. It's the quality of being thankful. It, it, you could say it this way. It's a state of thankfulness. It's a, it's a mindset of always wanting to see the good and to be thankful for what we have. Or maybe we're thankful for what we don't have. Come on, somebody. And, and so it's also a readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. And so gratitude goes the extra mile. Gratitude is thankful. It's an act of giving thanks. But it's also this state of being in this mindset of also wanting to return. You know, some people say it this way. They like to pay it forward. As Have you ever been blessed? You're in line at Tim Hortons and someone's paid for your coffee, right? The only real Canadian thing to do is to what, right? Pay it forward, and you, and you pay for the person behind you, and you only hope that they haven't ordered for the whole office, right? Like, it happens. It does. But it's all right. It's cool. Like, your, your coffee would have been like $1.79, maybe $2 if you go for the large one, and maybe you had a free, you know, on your app for Tim Hortons, you had the free coffee this week, but someone pays for you, you pay it forward, and it's like $27.99, and you're like, what size coffee are you ordering? You know, like, it's just wild. Uh, but, but, but it's this state of wanting to pay it forward, wanting to be kind in return. When you, when, when you receive kindness, you just don't want to hold on to it. You want to share it because you understand how amazing it is to experience kindness, right? And so gratitude is something that I feel, um, you know, it's just kind of weird. It's, I, I feel like even these days there just seems to be less and less of this mindset of gratitude, Right? And, and, and I don't know what it is, and, and, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about it, uh, but I, there's like a slow decline. You ever see that? Right? Like, you know, uh, sometimes I, I, I'll, I'll do something for someone, and I'll just wait there, and I'll smile at them, just, just waiting for them to say thank you. <laughs> and then if they don't, I just remind them. I go, you're welcome, and smile, you know? And they're not really sure if they're really welcome or not. I don't know. 
but but there's like a decline, you know. There's people that 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 no matter how much they have, they're still not really satisfied. That's a big problem in our society today. We're we're in this rat race of always wanting the next best, newest, shiniest thing, gadget, and 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 we 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 we're, we're striving to get as distracted as we can, and we lose the gift of gratitude, because gratitude really is a gift, isn't it? Being thankful is a gift. I don't know about you, but 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 when I reach out and I do some something for someone, um, you know, not that you do it for the praise and not that you do it for the thanks, but you always feel warm and fuzzy when someone says thanks. When I was in high school, we used to go to leadership camp there, and and uh, we did things called the warm fuzzies, and you'd get a brown bag and put your name on it, and people would write attributes about you that 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 they liked. And I still have my warm fuzzies. People would say kind things about you. And, and even now, like 20, almost 23 years later, yo, know, I graduated school 23 years ago. So I'm having a moment right now. <laughs> wow. Right? 23 years later, a few extra gray hairs. It still makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Gratitude, man, it's eternal. It, it, it's, it's, it's everlasting. And so how can we develop this in our lives? That's what we're going to talk about today. And, and, and so I was thinking about this. Why does it seem like gratitude just kind of is on the, not here, I'm just talking in general. We're, I think we're fairly all right at, at making sure that we're keeping a gratitude kind of mindset around here. But, but why is it? You know, I started thinking, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I think about things and I, and, and I make comments, but then I'm like, can I back that up? How do I back that up? Why, why is that common valid or legit right now in this world? And I started thinking about it, and, and I started thinking about it, um, and I realized that, that maybe we have access to way more than we've ever had access to. Maybe it's because we have an overabundance that we don't realize how precious some of the things that we have are. I've had the luxury and the blessing of being able to travel this world. I mean, uh, I think I was like 19 years old. I, w I had the opportunity to move to England for a year. And when I went there, I went on a missions trip to Romania. I was 19 years old. I mean, I come from Canada. It's like, you know, it's like we, we in our mindset, we think like, oh, you know, like, Dad, why? It's so unfair. Johnny's got like a 32-inch TV. Listen, 20 years ago, 32-inch was massive, Okay. Like, Dad, we still have a black and white TV. I don't understand what's going on here. You know, and he's like, well, you want me to take that away? I was like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's okay. You want to listen to the radio? No, no, it's okay. You know, like, like growing up, we, we, we never did without, but we didn't have the access to, to what we have today. There's a plethora of, of ways that we have access to different things. We have access to any information we want today. You know how I know this? Because most of you come and tell me you're self-diagnosed because you have a cough, but it's not a regular cough. It sounds like a different kind of cough. And you went on WebMD, come on, and you've self-diagnosed yourself with 22 things. <laughs> right? We have access to anything. I mean, uh, yesterday, Jesse and I and Pastor Mike, we, we were working on the flooring over here in this West Wing refit. And, uh, you know, we were, we were just laughing and, and, and having just such an amazing time together and just having these wonderful conversations. And I was so thankful for help. But, but before we got going, one guy was supposed to show up and give us a hand. And he was the guy that knew what he was doing. Listen, I'm just comedy relief and the muscles. Why are you guys laughing at that? Under this shacket, this is a shacket, by the way. Under this shacket, I'm buff. I can lift heavy things. 
They show up, I bring the comedy. When people start getting tired, I start making jokes. They feel good about themselves, they keep working. It's awesome, it's good, right? And, and we're there and we're having an amazing time. But before we get going and we realize that this guy who knows what he's doing doesn't show up, we start looking on the internet. We've never done this before, me or him, and we're, we're like, what, what do we do it this way? What do we do this way? Well, I watched this video, and we found out we watched the same videos, and we did it a completely different way. So if the carpet comes up in a year and it's not really good, blame Jesse, not me. I'm just the muscles. <laughs> right? We have access to anything we want these days. You want raspberries? What kind of raspberries do you have? There's like 16 different kinds of raspberries out there. I thought a raspberry was a raspberry. Grapes. They have grapes that taste like cotton candy now. You know that? Some of y'all are going to go to Sobeys right after church and figure this out. I had a grape that tastes like straw. I have access. When I grew up, you had two kinds of seeds. You had the green ones, or uh, grapes. You had the green ones, and, and, and you had the purple ones. And both of them came with seeds. Now you can get seeds in your grapes, and you can get seedless grapes. You can get cotton candy. Listen, we have access to everything, and it's great. I love it. I love choice. Anybody else like choice? I love choice. I love just looking and seeing, and ooh, you know, it's just, you know, I love it. But at the same time, I realize if I'm not careful, overstimulation or overaccess to things takes a toll on my gratitude. Because I just start having this mindset that I deserve everything and anything. But when I was 19 in Romania, I was walking around this town that, 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 that only had electricity on the days that the mayor woke up and was in a good mood. Literally would turn off the electricity, sometimes days, weeks, just because he felt like it and he could get away with it. And I'm in this small town working with a local pastor, setting up a ministry there. And I'm, he's taking us around, giving us this tour. And, and we come across this field, and there's about three or four kids playing. And they're playing with a soccer ball, but it's no ordinary soccer ball. It looks like it's been around since 1930. It's, it's, it's barely got enough like, life in it to hold the air. It's soft. And they're playing. And I'm looking at them, and I'm telling you, I've never seen joy like I saw joy on these kids' faces. They had a ball. And that was exciting for them. And it put things into perspective in that 19-year-old that I began to realize, wow, first of all, thank you, Lord, I am blessed. You have positioned me in a place where I can succeed, and I, and I have things. I have life. I have shelter. I have electricity whenever I want. These are all things that I'm thankful for, Lord. And it put into perspective at a young age, but Brian, no matter where you find yourself in life, no matter what's going on in your life at that moment and at that time, you need to maintain a heart that is thankful. Because as quick as things come into our life, they can disappear. And so I just decided I'm going to be thankful. I'm just going to have a thankful heart. Do I complain every once in a while? Yes. Am I perfect at this? Not yet. But every time that I want to start mumbling or grumbling or thinking about the things that I don't have, I just turn that off by just rejoicing with the things that I do have. And at the end of the day, my mindset is this. Things are things. They come and they go. They can bring value into your life. But at the end of the day, things are not my savior. Come on. Things are not my healer. Things are not my redeemer, right? They make life a little bit easier. But at the end of the day, my hope and my trust is in him and in him alone. Amen? And so we're talking about this, you know? It's wild. And, 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 and I've done some research uh, recently on the topic of gratitude and thankfulness. 
And here's what I found is that respected educational facilities have spent great time, lots of time. They've, they, they've, they put big energy and resources into these studies on gratitude and thankfulness, especially in relation to mental health. And that's a topic that we got to talk about today, right? Uh, I, and that's something that we can't shrug away from. And so they've, they've done this research, and this is what they found. There was an article that I read that was entitled, listen to this, I like this, Giving Thanks Can Make You Happier. That was the article. It was clickbait. I went in for it. I was like, all right, let's see what you have to offer. And before you think that this was like on phony.com or something like that, this was actually taken from Harvard Health Publishing, and it had this to say, and I quote, in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, and improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. Now, that's just one little paragraph in a, in a really big report. But I started thinking to myself, and I looked at a couple others from Berkeley and other institutes, and all of them had about the same thing to say, is this, you can't go wrong with being grateful. You can't go wrong with it, right? And, and, and there's benefits beyond benefits, both uh, mentally and physiologically and physically, it's just a good thing to cultivate in your life. And I think about all these wonderful characters in the Bible that I read about, and I dare you to take a look at the language that they use. You know Paul, one of my favorite writers, right, in the New Testament, had a wonderful experience with God. And he starts off almost every letter, how? By saying something to the effect of like, hi, I'm Paul, so-and-so, gives his credentials. Then he goes on to say, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for the church in fill in the blank. I'm thankful to fill in the name that I won't be able to pronounce properly anyways. I'm thankful for this. I'm thank Even when he's in prison, he's saying, listen, I'm thankful for these chains. That's not the words that would be coming out of my mouth. But he's a little bit more mature than I am right now, right? And he says, I'm even thankful for these chains. They've been to my benefits, right? And here's a guy who learns to be grateful in every situation that he found himself in. And so as I look across Old Testament, New Testament, there's something that is always in place in the lives of people that God used mightily. And that is this. They had a thankful heart. They were grateful. They were grateful for what they had. They were grateful for the Lord. They were grateful for what he was doing, big or small. They always remained in an attitude of gratitude. And so if you're not just convinced how awesome gratitude is, then let me remind you with this message. Here, we're going to start in Colossians 2, and we are going to make our way. Do you know that word for word, Colossians is the word, the, the book that it actually has thankfulness the most packed into it. I mean, Psalms, right, probably has it mentioned the most uh, because it's just sheer volume. But, but in, in size of book versus the mentions, Colossians ought to be the book of thanks. This is just this is awesome. Look at what it says here. It says in Colossians 2, 6, and 7, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him, right? So we choose him, and then we follow him. Let your roots grow down into him, being rooted. That's a good thing, right? And let your lives be built on him. Also a great thing. Who are you uh, depends on who you're connected to, right? And so it's not a bad thing to be connected to Jesus. He goes on to say, then your faith will what? Grow strong 
in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with what? Thankfulness, right? And this is amazing because our, our lives are deeply connected to the level of thankfulness that we're willing to offer up. This is amazing. The overflow of thankfulness is directly associated with your proximity to God. You ever find this? The closer you get in, the, the, the more you lean into the things of God, the more thankful your heart becomes, right? And then maybe you, you have a rough patch and maybe you're questioning things or you get distracted or you get busy or, or, or this or that or whatever is going on. And, and you begin to just kind of walk away from your, 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 your relationship with the Lord. And you know what happens? You slowly start to become unthankful. And here's what I've learned. What you become unthankful for, you lose your grip on. It's true. Think about this. Right? Like... Different things happen in relationships. If you become unthankful, it's not long before that becomes, begins to unravel. It just happens, right? Stay thankful with the small things in your relationships. If, if you are unthankful, I, I mean, listen, I've noticed this. That's why I, I, I mention all the things I'm thankful for as much as I can. Because I don't want to lose them. Thankful for my family, thankful for my church, my pastors, my leaders. I'm thankful for you. Yeah, you, each and every one of you. I'm thankful for you because we get to do this life together. It's amazing, right? I mean, I'm just looking at you and all your different personalities and all your quirks and all the fun things about you, and I'm thinking, wow, thank you, Lord, that we get to do this together. Jeez, this is awesome, right? So listen to this. If you're taking notes, i got a few things I want to bring to your attention. We're going to discuss the greatness of gratitude. And number one, we have to start with this, okay? Number one is so important. Gratitude glorifies God. Actually, worship is just an extension of a thankful heart. You ever ever find yourself in a situation where you're so overwhelmed that words just don't cut it? And you probably say something like what I say. "I, I don't know what to say. And you probably say thank you a million times. Thank you, thank you. I don't know what to say. Thank you, thank you. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, thank you. And, and, and you continue going on through this. But great, uh, gratitude glorifies God. Look at this. In 2 Corinthians, it says this. All of this is for your benefit. And as God reaches more and more people, there will be what? Great thanksgiving. And God will receive more and more glory. And so as God's touching the lives of people around us, what's beginning to happen is thankfulness begins to fill the air. And as thankfulness begins to fill the atmosphere, it makes it just right for the Lord to begin to work in our lives. See, thankfulness opens up your heart to the working of the Lord. It it opens you up for miracles. It opens up your life for breakthroughs. Breakthroughs. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but I could use a breakthrough or two right? I'm thankful for everything he's doing. I'm thankful for the things I know about. I'm thankful for the things I have no clue about. Come on. Some of you need to start being thankful for the things you don't know about. Because how many times has the Lord been working on your behalf and you ain't even got a clue? (laughs) You know, the Bible says that God works all things out for our good. We don't even have a clue the things that he's working out sometimes until all of a sudden we see the results of it and and we go, oh, that that was sudden. That was unexpected. No, it it wasn't sudden. It's been in the works for a while now. Come on, and God's been bringing it to this very moment for your life to bring you to the next phase. 
to bring you to the next project, to, to bring you into the next season of your life. And so gratitude glorifies God. This alone would be enough reason to give thanks. It's, it's, if you listen to anybody how they pray around here, it always starts with thanking God. Lord, we just worship you. We thank you that you're good. We thank you that you're holy. We thank you that you're awesome, that you're our provider, our healer, our redeemer, our restorer. Father, I thank you today, this morning, you're making all things new. Come on. These are the things that we begin to pray. Why? Because it opens us up. It, it, it allows us to worship the Lord as what the Bible says in, 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 in the spirit and in truth. And so your gratitude glorifies God, Right? There's a scripture that says, enter into his gates with what? Yes. And if you're not entering his gates with thanksgiving, then wow, how are you entering the gates? And can I say this? I think thanksgiving is the key to get into the gates. And so if you ain't thankful, what gates are you trying to break into? Not his. Come on. Right? And we got to get to this place where we understand that this is an act. This is, this is a, an act of worship and adoration and praise when we begin to thank God for what he's done. Right? If you don't even know what he's done in your life, just start thanking him for every random thing you can think of. That's how I started to learn how to pray. God, I thank you. Thank me for what? I, I thank you for air. That's good. I'm thankful for anyone else. I'm thankful for air. <laughs> it's kind of important. Lord, I'm thankful for life, right? This is how I started. I didn't even, I didn't even use any adjectives, nothing. I'm just thankful for life. God, I'm, I'm thankful I got saved. Come on. You, a lot of you, you, you didn't know me, BC. You don't know me, Brian, before Jesus. You, you don't. It weren't pretty. I don't even know what I just said there. That's how awesome it was. It weren't pretty. It weren't nice, it weren't kind, it weren't patient. It was self-seeking. Everything that we talk about in the love chapter, I was the opposite. Right? That was my life. And all of a sudden, I just got radically saved. And I knew this for, from the moment I said the prayer of salvation. I knew this. God, I'm thankful, and I always want to be thankful. Why? Because no one can ever take what happened to me. No one. No one will ever be able to take that experience as a 16-year-old in a church that was completely foreign to what I knew or understood. I didn't understand most of the times what the pastor was saying, and maybe you're here today, you don't understand a word I'm saying. Hang in tight. There's hope for you. I made it. You're going to make it too, right? This is what I knew. Something changed inside of me. I didn't have it all together. I wasn't 100% perfect. I've said this before. I went to high school the next day, started peeping about, telling people about Jesus, using words that would have got me expelled from my good Catholic high school. I, I, I was a work in process, and then all of a sudden, my words started changing. My, my demeanor started changing. My attitude started changing. You know how my parents knew that something great happened in my life? Because my attitude changed. What 16-year-old asked their mother if he can do the dishes for her? Right? <laughs> Come on. Yes, something changed inside of me. And because God did something great inside of me, I just determined, God, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be thankful, right? I'm going to be thankful. My heart's going to be thankful. My, my family, we're going to be thankful. We're just going to be thankful for what we do have. We ain't going to worry about what we don't have. Because oftentimes what you don't have is God's hand of protection upon your life. 
Often it's his mercy, his grace. You are where you need to be right now, brother and sister. Exactly where God wants you is exactly where you are. You are in a process. Embrace it. Learn to be thankful in it. Sometimes there's seasons. Can we be real for a minute in church today? Sometimes there's seasons where you're really searching for something to be thankful for. Sometimes it just seems like you get kicked, kicked after kick, and then you're down, and you feel like you get kicked again, right? What do you have to be thankful in that moment, right? Maybe someone leaves, abandons you, uh, someone breaks your trust. Maybe something happens where someone didn't deliver the way that you thought they should be delivered. Maybe you showed up to help out at church, and the person that knew what they were supposed to be doing wasn't there, and you're like, oh, my gosh, right? We joked and laughed about it, and we think we did an okay job. You'll see soon. Don't worry about it. You can critique us then, right? But your gratitude glorifies God. What kind of words are coming out of your mouth? What kind of thoughts are coming into your heart? Are they thoughts of gratitude? Are you thankful for what you have, right? Are you thankful for, for what God has been doing in your life? Are you thankful that his grace and his mercies are new every day? I am. I'm glad that I can wake up in the morning and forget about what happened yesterday. Focus on what God's going to do today. I wake up, I go, well, yesterday was a bust, but that's okay because today's new. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. I'm going to Michael Bublé concert soon. I'm not going to sing. That's his job. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. It's a new opportunity. It's a chance today to make things right with you and your God and to begin to express how thankful you are. It's, just, it's so easy. People go, oh, I can't worship. I said, well, if you can't worship, it's because you don't know what to be thankful for. If you have a problem worshiping, really the root of it is that you have a heart that's, that's unthankful. It's easy to worship when you realize what God has done in your life. Some of y'all should be running laps in this church the way that God has moved in your life. Some of y'all, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe y'all need to break out a tambourine every once in a while. Don't do it. It's always the people that can't keep beat that break out the tambourines. Everyone's clapping like this. They're off the offbeat. It's, it's horrible. But maybe you got to do it at home. Practice at home and then try out for the worship team. If you're good, we'll let you on. Some of you just got to get to a place where you recognize maybe you think it's bad, but maybe God's been working things out in your life. Come on. This is amazing. We can glorify God through our gratitude. Number two, gratitude helps us see God. Come on. Gratitude opens up your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears. Look at this, what the scripture has to say. It says, don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down from us from God. Our Father who created all the lights in the heavens, he never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He never changes. Every good gift comes from God. And so when we're experiencing good things in our life, it opens our eyes up to the Lord. It opens ourselves up to new things that God wants to do in our lives. There's this beautiful cycle in giving thanks to God. We talk about the cycle of the Old Testament. You remember that with the Israelites where, you know, everything's kosher. They're doing awesome with God, right? They're, they're praising him, they're worshiping, they're giving him all the glory, right? And then what happens? They, 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 they become unthankful. Maybe the fields get too big and maybe the grain silos are too full and whatever. For whatever reason, uh, life is comfortable. They forget God. When they forget God, what happens? All of a sudden, things take a turn for the worst, right? 
All of a sudden, next thing you know, they, they, they get captured or they lose a war or this, that, or whatever. And then all of a sudden, they realize, wait a second, this was really bad. It was really good when we were thanking God for everything, but we're not thanking God for everything, and now it's really bad. And they put it together, right? And all of a sudden, they start to cry out to God. God sends a deliverer, a judge, whatever it is, a Rambo. He, he sends something or someone into their life, and then all of a sudden, they get redeemed, right? And everything is good. It starts all over again until they forget, right? We can switch that script, though. Here's the thing. All of a sudden, you begin to thank God, and as you thank God, all of a sudden, things start happening around you. I don't know if they're happening before and you didn't see it, or maybe your eyes are open to it now. I'm not sure what the case is, right? But all of a sudden, you're thanking God, and all of a sudden, things start happening and moving in the right direction, right? And then all of a sudden, because of that, you're thankful. And so you begin to, to explore that thankfulness and begin to thank him and worship him. And maybe you're part of this church and you're like me and you, you were raised in a church that didn't, wasn't really ex, ex, exciting. <laughs> you know, it was like organ and, and you weren't sure if the organ player was still alive. You don't know. Like they're holding on to that note for a long time. What happened? You know, they fall asleep. We don't know. Right? As much as I love Matthew, I'm happy he doesn't, you know, he's just not always hymns. Do I love hymns? Absolutely. But the organ, oh, it's outdated by about 100 years, <laughs> right? I'm thankful for so much. Wow, man. And so here we are. This is a beautiful thing. There's a beautiful cycle. We give thanks, and we begin to give thanks again. All of a sudden, we begin to see more and more things that God is doing. And as we see more and more things that God is doing, our heart becomes even more overflowing with thankfulness, and we, 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 we let that come out of us, and we, we get into a mode of gratitude, which is also extending what's happened to us to other people around us, and we get in this beautiful cycle. And I, I don't know about you, but you get in that cycle, I want to stay in that cycle. That's the cycle that I like. The, 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 the cycle of the Old Testament, mm, Tried it once or twice before. Don't like it so much. This cycle, this is a good one. This is a good one. Get into the cycle of thankfulness. Number three, you're still with me? Good. Gratitude puts us squarely in God's will. Did you know that? Gratitude will put you squarely into God's will. I don't know what the will of God is. Let me share it with you. Look at this. It's so simple. 1 Thessalonians 5 says this. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in what? All circumstances, for this is God's, come on, this is what God's, for, okay, this is God's will. You all said you, you're talking about me. But if I read it this way, this is God's will for you, that means you. It's God's will for you to maintain a heart of thankfulness. And as much as I love Thanksgiving, and boy do I love Thanksgiving, right, I equate how much I put on my plate with how thankful my heart is. It's the one day a year that I can get, I can get away with it. I put a little extra gravy. I, I go last on the gravy because if I go first on the gravy, ain't nobody else getting gravy. By the time I'm done with it, it's like Thanksgiving soup. I make my little hole in my mashed potatoes. Boop! Fill it full of gravy because now it's a, it's a lava-filled, come on, volcano, right? Throw a little broccoli stick in there. Man, you got a Jurassic scene right there. It's awesome. All you're missing is those dino nuggets, and it's game over. I love Thanksgiving, but I'm not going to let Thanksgiving in my heart happen once a year. Every moment of every day that I'm alive, I'm going to try to cultivate this into my life. Every day, gratitude is going to put me squarely into the will of God. I don't know what the will of God is. You know what your will of, You know what the will is? It's easy. Just be thankful. Be thankful. And as you're thankful, God will just begin to reveal to you the next steps. It opens up and it puts you squarely into his will. 
We often make God's will out to be some big, mysterious thing. I remember 16 years old, freshly saved. Someone came up to me and God bless them. They said, so what do you think the will of God is for your life? I was like, I'm just trying to clap on beat to the song. I'm new to this. I don't even know what you're saying by the will of God. Like, am I in the will? Do I get, do I get something? Like, yeah, I was thinking that will, you know, that's a good will. Okay. I heard that Jesus died last week, right? I was so fresh. I was so new at this, right? Absolutely. God's will. We make it out to be this big, mystical thing. And everybody talked about, like, the will of God, like it, it was so far. So far away, only the elect get to touch it. Then I read this scripture, and I thought, wow, this, what's the will of God for my life? To be thankful. I can do that. I can be thankful. That's, that's all right. That's... That's just doing what mama taught me to do. Say thank you after people do something or, or give me something or feed me or, you know, and be thankful for the things I have. And, you know, because, you know, like I remember like back in the day and I don't know, raising kids in the 80s was way different than raising kids nowadays. You know, I remember one time I was unthankful little dude. And uh, my parents were like, if you're not thankful for the things you, you, you have, you're going to lose them. I got a little melty. I got my toys taken away. And I understood right then and there, thankfulness is the key to keeping what we have. Right? It's the key. Number four, gratitude brings peace. Anybody can afford some more peace these days? It seems like it's a struggle sometimes just trying to stay in that perfect peace of God. Like it feels good at church and we got our midweek and you get that midweek bump. Right? But like when all hell's breaking loose and your peace is getting rattled a little bit and you're not quite sure what the next move is and you're not quite sure what God is up to and you know you trust him, you trust him, but you know, the, the, the but gets in the way. And, and, and you trust him, but there's uncertainty and you trust him and there's a, there's a little anxiety because nobody likes to wait. And we don't like to wait anymore in this society. We don't know what it. Good things come to those who wait, right? That's what they used to tell me all the time. I had to learn how to be patient, how to grow. But it brings peace. Look at this awesome scripture in Philippians. It says, don't worry about anything, right? Don't you hate it when people tell you, don't worry. It's like they mean so well, but it's like that's easy for you to say. Look at everything that's going on. You're telling me not to worry. That's a good one, <laughs> right? Don't worry. Don't be anxious. That's not me. This is God saying something to you today. Don't worry about anything, Instead, pray about everything, right? That lines up with the scripture that we just read. Always be joyful, never stop praying, and here we see it again. Instead, pray about everything. You know what the, what the, the antidote to, to worry is? It's prayer. Take it to God in prayer, right? That seems so silly, and, and, and if you don't do it, then you won't experience it, you know? It's simple. You want it, get it. You don't want it, live your life, Right? I don't know about you, I want everything that God has for me, including his peace. Tell God what you need and what? Thank him. Look at this again. For all that he has done. Then, when you have thanked him for what he has done and told him about what's going on, then you will experience God's peace. Wow. Which, by the way, exceeds everything that we can understand. We don't get it. It does not make sense. Naturally, it should not be. We should not be so peaceful in the middle of such big storms. But this is a supernatural God, and we are living supernaturally, right? 
If we're living naturally, then yeah, we got a lot of reasons to be worried and anxious and fearful. But if we're, if we're living supernaturally and we put our trust in God, come on, if we put our trust in God, then we got something to work with. Now we have his peace and his grace and his boldness and his mercy and his strength so that we can endure that season and not just endure it, but come out of it better than we went into it. You ever find that? God has this beautiful way of bringing you out of things better than the way you went into them. It's hell going through it. Come on. It ain't fun. We don't like it. It's not always a bed of roses. But every time I come out of it, I go, whoa, okay. Okay, God. Yeah, I see. I, I see now what you were up. I didn't see it then, but I see it now, and I'm thankful for that. Lord, I'm thankful you're working this out in my life. Count your blessings. Come on. It's so simple. Just count your blessings and get rid of anything that is bringing worry or anxiety into your life. Gratitude helps us see that God's hand is all over the circumstances. When you just start thanking God, Lord, I thank you. Even in the season that I'm in right now, you are still good. You are the last good thing on this earth, Lord. Nothing is as good as you. And you start talking about that, you will start declaring words that you didn't even know you had. All of a sudden, you start declaring over your circumstances, your situations, and you're just hitting that situation with faith left, right, and center, and God has a way of working it out. Number five, we got to get motoring. Gratitude, we got a hundred of these, so keep with me. Gratitude draws us to God. Y'all are like, but the turkey's in the oven. I know, don't worry, I'll get you out in time for your turkey. Gratitude, what? It draws us to God, right? It draws us in. Look at what, what, what Luke 17 says. It says, Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? No one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner. This was a Samaritan that got healed. And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go, for your faith has healed you. Gratitude for the magnitude of God's undeserved kindness draws us in to him. It's like magnetic. You start thanking God, all of a sudden the presence of God starts getting thick. I, I do this often in, in, in the days that I know I got busy days and I got a big schedule and, and, and maybe there's things in that day that aren't going to be as easy as I want them to be in my day. But I, I just start cultivating that in my truck. I got, I got about like a four and a half minute drive door to door from work to home. I know, it's crazy. I don't know how I do it. Right? I've got one, two, three, Four, four sets of lights and a roundabout. And when I hit the first two red lights, I start cultivating thanks in my truck. Lord, I thank you. This is going to be a good day. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. It's flowing in me. We were singing that earlier, weren't you? Right? Your goodness, right? Talking about the goodness of God is flowing. I thank you for your goodness operating in me, through me, for me, around me. I thank you today that, Lord, you're going to cause favor to be on my side. And, and even though some of the things we need to do today aren't fun and maybe they're not even favorable. I thank you, Lord, you're going to make them fun, right? Yesterday, get this. Yesterday, after we were done, um, towards the end of doing the flooring over there, both Jesse and I, we, uh, is this not true? We were both grunting every time we got off the floor, right? It was like a, <clears throat> you know, getting yourself up. Like, just making it known to everybody in the room we're working hard, okay? Right? And so I go home, and we're cracking jokes, and Pastor Mike said, Jesse, how's your back today? He's like smiling. He always smiles, right? I don't know. Is this good? Is it bad? I don't know. Just smiling, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was feeling a little bit this morning. 
Um, but I got a text in the afternoon from Jesse. He gave his time to come help us, and we got at it, and we did a, a great job. And, and, and he goes, thanks for today. It was a lot of fun working with you. Right? And I was like, man, I recruited you, and you're thanking me? You're the type of guy I like to work with. Right? Because something transpired in that room more than just putting tiles down. Man, we got spiritual in that place, right? Talking life and we're talking Jesus and what God has done in our lives and what he's continuing to do and the things we're looking forward to. Man, that's amazing stuff, right? It draws us into God as we started, you know, he, he said it from his own mouth several different times. I thank God because I don't know where I'd be without him, right? I don't know where I'd be either, Jesse. We might be cellmates. We don't know. Could, could be. We don't know. Right? Moving on. Number six, gratitude brings contentment. And this is what I want to focus on a little bit today. I feel like the reason why society is just not content anymore is because we've lost our ability to be grateful. We're so focused on the things that we don't have that we lose sight of the things that are right in front of us. We don't know how to steward those things great because we're too focused on other things. And I find myself in this struggle of, of being present, but also, you know, wanting to keep up with the Joneses, you know, like I'm in that sweet 40-year mark of my life where I think I can still kind of be cool, but, but be responsible. You know what I'm saying? It's like this paradox. It's this weird thing that happens, and I'm like, I just want to wear Velcro shoes with socks that are up to my knees, um, you know, with a fanny pack. Those are in right now, by the way. Um, or I think they were. Things changed so fast. Just want to wear something that's called a jacket instead of a shacket. What's the difference? You know, I don't know. It's just cooler when you say shacket. But here's the thing. I think we've lost sight of, of what's really important. And, and social media is awesome as it is, and I love it. But I find myself sometimes looking at everybody's A-roll and then looking around my house going, oh, this doesn't line up. And I realize that everybody wants to put a filter on their life. Everybody wants to make it look better than it actually is. Right? Everybody's presenting to you this dream world. Maybe they live in it. But I know sometimes what I post versus, like, if you could get it behind the scenes of the posts that are happening. Right? I love it. You know? It's like, it's so beautiful. Look at this. It's amazing. You're like, you're like, some of you today, some of you in this room right now, you're going to post your Thanksgiving dinner because that's the cool thing to do. And you're going to try to out-Thanksgive everybody else that posts Thanksgiving as well. Right? You're going to go all, like, whoever, right now, they're like, Pastor Brian, you're ruining my day now. I can't post. Don't you know I worked 13 hours on this turkey? Like, ah. Right? But here's the thing. We, we get in this mindset where we lose track of what's important because we're too focused on how other people are living their lives. That's social media. Social media was around when I was a kid. Do you know that? It was called my mother. <laughs> Did you hear that Joanne's neighbor's friend's cousin had a baby? I don't care. It's the same thing on Facebook. Congratulations to Joanne's mother's cousin, father's third aunt who just had a baby, right? Like, it's the same. Like, it's just, it existed. It was just different, right? But we, we get in this mindset, and, and listen, I'm not, I, I don't want to come against social media. I just know what it's done to me. 
I just know that sometimes I look at everybody's roles out there and I see this perfect, beautiful thing and all of a sudden I start thinking to myself, just a thought, why can't I have that? Right? But I don't, I don't know the condition of that person's soul. I, I, I don't know if, if their house is leveraged to the max because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. I, I, I don't know how they came into money. Maybe they don't have any money. Maybe they have nice things, but they have no money. Maybe it's worse than that. Maybe they have really nice things, but, 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 but not only do they not have money, but they owe a lot of money. I don't know. We don't know. But this I do know, that if I keep my eyes on Jesus, if I just keep my eyes on who he is and what he's doing, then I won't be concerned so much as to what I don't have, but I'll learn to be thankful with what I do. And here's what I've learned. When I learn to be thankful for what God is doing or what he has blessed me with, this supernatural thing happens, then all of a sudden it begins to grow. It begins to expand. It begins to take a life form of its own. Look at how many times Jesus started off a great miracle with thanking God for what was in front of him. Lord, I, I thank you for these few loaves and this fish here. I bless it. Give you glory. And all of a sudden, there wasn't enough, and then there was. Right? What can God do with a heart that is thankful before him. Anything. Anything. You're like, wow, you look at some of your heroes in the faith. How did they, whoa, what? They can never. Just start by being thankful and then watch what he does. It's amazing. It's amazing what thankfulness will do in the life of a person. First Timothy says this, yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. You want to be wealthy? It's not about the dollars in the bank, although that doesn't hurt. Just be real. Just put it out there as a disclaimer. doesn't hurt. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. That's what makes us wealthy. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world. And we can't take anything with us when we leave it. Such good advice right here. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. I, I mean, I don't know about you. I can't speak for you. But if I got clothing... Especially like on Thanksgiving Day, the, the, I'm putting my expandable pants on this afternoon. I know what's up. You got to do it. Right? If you've got food, you got some clothing on your back, that's, that's enough for biblical terms to be content. You're all right. Everything else is just extra. It's a bonus. It's like the cherry on top. You know what I'm saying? But according to God, this is what, this is what, what should make us content. You got food, you, you know, you got some clothing, that's good. This would be a different service if we weren't wearing clothing. I'm thankful for clothing. Come on. I'm thankful for it. It's been said that gratitude makes what we have enough. Come on. Some of you need to hear that. Gratitude makes what you have enough. <sighs> wow. Also, also, if we weren't grateful for what God has given us, getting more won't satisfy us either. It's just the truth of the matter. Right? Some people are just so unthankful, you could write them a check for a million dollars right now and they'd find something wrong with it. Oh, this check is green. I don't like green. <laughs> Suit yourself. Thank you. <laughs> right? Some people are just not going to be happy no matter what. They're not going to be thankful for no matter what, but that's not going to be us. At Capital City Church, we're going to learn to be thankful. Not just on Thanksgiving, each day. Every day, every moment, everything that's happening, we're going to learn how to be thankful and have a heart of gratitude. Number seven of 100, with six minutes to go. 
Gratitude deepens your faith. Some people tell me, like, I just want to grow more. You want to grow more? Be thankful more. Oh, I can't be. All right, let's look at the scriptures. Give thanks for the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Pastor Adam, I thought, was going to steal my message this morning. Keeping a record of God's past faithfulness is a faith boost when we face new difficulties. Come on. It's just a matter of fact. It's a biblical principle, right? I don't so much as want to be caught looking back at, at, at what could have been or what would have been or this, that, or whatever, or, or you know, all the, all the stuff that I'm trying to leave in the past. But whenever I'm facing a new situation, I'm like David. You remember David as he's facing Goliath? What were the words of his mouth? He, he, he looked at David and he was like, you know what? I fought lions. I fought bears. I've said this before, before the lions and the bears, he probably started on gophers, right? you got to start small. And all he's doing is says, God, you've delivered me out of the hands of the lion. You've delivered me out of the hands of the bear. And this is going to be no different. And then all of a sudden he goes on a tirade. I mean, I wish I was there because I, I if I was in that time right there, I would have been off to the side like, yeah! I'd have been the hype guy for David. This uncircumcised Philistine. I'm like, whoa, what mic drop? Not going to drop it, too expensive. Right? He was just going for it. But it started with thankfulness, realizing what God had done for him in the past was able to cause him to be who he needed in the moment for right now. God, you've been faithful. You've never let me down. It ain't going to start today. And when you get that mindset, that is your stance of faith. God, you've been faithful. You've done this. You've done that. You've done this. You've done this. And you've done this. Lord, today's no different. I thank you that you're still good. You're still awesome. You're still redeeming. You're still bringing breakthroughs in my life. Thank you, Lord. You're still causing growth. Even after all these years, I'm still learning new things. And I thank you for it each and every day because it's deepening my faith. My gratitude is a testimony on my hardest days and in my worst circumstances that God's record of faithfulness is still 100%. Simple as that. Number eight, look at this. Gratitude leads to joy. Psalm 126, it was like a dream come true when you freed us from our bondage and brought us back to Zion. We laughed and laughed and overflowed with gladness. We were left shouting for joy and singing your praise. All the nations saw it and they joined in in saying the Lord has done Great miracles for them. Yes, he did mighty miracles, and we were overjoyed. Overflow of gratitude is joy. Come on. When you start thinking about how great he is, how awesome he is, what he's done for you, you can't help but be joyful. You can't. Every time I want to have a pity party, I just get reminded of all the things that he's done for me. And I go, come on, Brian. Right? Come on. He's made you for more than this. He's, he's created you for something great, something awesome, something amazing, my friends. I got time, three minutes. Let's do this. Number nine, gratitude defies Satan's lies. How do you defeat Satan? With a thankful heart, man. Thankful for what God has been doing in your life. Then you're not tempted to, to, to slide over into something else. Look at this, Psalm 84. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. You see, Satan just tries to take what's already been presented to us by the goodness of God, he tries to rewrap it, he tries to re-gift it, but make it bad for us. 
That's all he does, right? And what happens is when we thank God for what he's done, what he's doing, what he's brought into our life, what he's removed from our life. Come on. When we, when we focus on that, we're not tempted to bring ourselves down to that level anymore. Because we understand that's not God's will. That, that ain't good for me. You want theology 101, God is good, the devil is bad. That's it. You can make it as complicated and use as big a words as you want to use, but at the end of the day, if it's from God, it's good. And if it's from the devil, it's going to try to steal, kill, and destroy your life. That's it, right? Don't let an unthankful heart lead you to believe that what the enemy has to offer you is any better than what God has for you. Such a lie. So many people giving into it. And last, look at this, one minute left. Gratitude is a testimony. Scripture says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. See, a lot of people, they're, they're, they're not living up to the full potential of what God has, wants to do in their life because they refuse to share what he's already doing. I know I'm using Jesse as an example, but it's fresh. He told me at his church that he's known as the church guy. And a lot of people would have kind of thought of that as like a dig. He had a smile. I don't know what's going on in your head, Jesse. We've got to get together a little bit more. He's smiling. He's like, yeah, they call me the church guy. And he was like a badge of honor. And I realized, since when did I let this idea of being a church boy be a bad thing? What? Right? Come on. It's a testimony. Psalm 105 says, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. It's a command. Talk about how great he is. Talk about how awesome he is. All of a sudden, things begin to line up. Things begin to form in our lives that we've been waiting for. Just begin to give him thanks. Let the whole world know what he has done. Right? See, so he told me, so I'm not shy. I want to tell people what God is doing in my life. I want them to know how great he is. I want him to know how good he is. I want him to experience what I've experienced and what I'm currently experiencing right now. Because I knew what it was like before. Come on but I know what it's like now. And if it's as good as it is right now, Lord, what's coming down the pipeline? Whew. Your gratitude is a testimony. When we thank God openly and we acknowledge what he's done for us, we proclaim a personal, caring God to the world around us. We give him glory for what's happening in our lives. We show that contentment and peace come not from what we have, but from whom we know. And I don't know about you, but I don't just want this to be a life that I live inwardly, never expressing it outwardly. I want my gratitude to be known. I want it to be known around me. I want people to be like, that's a thankful dude. He's filled with gratitude. He's thankful at all times and in all seasons always looking for the good, always trying to, 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 to mine the gold out of... Come on, I, I, that's, that's the kind of life that I want us to live, a life of gratitude. And developing that heart starts with receiving and being grateful for what Jesus did for us on that cross, on that day. When instead of receiving what you and I really deserved, he took the hit. He took our place. 
He stepped in and said, I've got this. Just trust me. And all of a sudden, this beautiful thing transpires. Where Jesus is crucified and he dies and the devil's laughing. We got him. But the plan of God was not expired in that moment. It was really just getting started. And through his resurrection three days later and his ascension into heaven, he broke once and for all the power of sin and death over our lives. He broke the shame and the condemnation of who we used to be broke that off of our lives because he loves us and he has a plan for us and really a heart that is grateful is a heart that will understand what he's done for us and throw its hands up in the air and just receive once and for all by faith salvation in Jesus alone and so at this church we do this in a very simple way it's not meant to embarrass you or to point you out Maybe you've been here for years. Maybe this is your first time walking through our doors. But today, right now, you have an opportunity to stand before a holy God and to receive salvation on this earth and for eternity. And all you've got to do is receive it by faith. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and just believe in our hearts, we will be saved. And so we say this very simple prayer together as to not embarrass anyone. And honestly, I love saying this prayer every week. Because every week it puts into perspective the highlights and the lowlights of my past week. But it also brings to me the hopes and the admirations of the week coming. And that I can be in a place that is just fresh with God. And so let's say this together, shall we? Let's just go for it. Let's say, Jesus, thank you for paying the price for my salvation. I ask you to forgive me of every sin. I repent, and I'm purposing to change the way I think and live. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, help me learn about you and to grow in this kingdom lifestyle. I declare that you're my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for receiving me. And today, he does. He receives you into his loving arms and his family. And so, Father, I want to thank you for Thanksgiving Sunday for everything that you've done, everything that you are doing. But Lord, most of all, I want to thank you for the lives that are here before you. Lord, we love them. They're precious to you. you got a plan and you have a purpose that is so awesome and great. And I want to thank you for just being able to watch that develop and to grow. And this week, Lord, I pray that you would tune us in, Holy Spirit, to see the blessings of the Lord upon our lives in the small things. In the things, Lord God, that maybe we haven't been so grateful for, Lord, let our hearts be encouraged, and may we get great at being grateful. Lord, I thank you, I bless you, and I honor you. Seal this today in our hearts now and forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.